Hello, my praying people. You are listening to the Prayer Clinic Podcast, and I'm Leanne McCoy, your host. On this podcast, we're going to unpack the mystery of prayer. Along the way, your faith will be strengthened and your relationship with Christ will be taken to new levels. Prayer is the most powerful tool we have as believers, but far too few of us know where to even begin in exercising and using this powerful tool. Let's take this journey together and experience what happens when we pray. Hello, my praying people. This is Leanne, and I'm so excited today to have Scarlett Hiltibidol with us today. Scarlett, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Scarlett, thank you for having me. Of, of, you're welcome. And um, Scarlett is the author of a brand new Bible study that I know that Lifeway has published called Anxious and such a timely, a timely study, Fighting Anxiety with the Word of God, eight session study. And I have, um, well, y'all are all, anybody who's looking for a study to lead is going to be jumping into wanting to do this one now in the near future it's just so perfect for right now Scarlett is coming to us today from California and um, she is married to a pastor and she is the mother to three daughters right right and um, let's see it says here she loves eating nachos by herself And um, writing or for her friends and studying stand-up comedy. I love that. With a passion that should be reserved for more important pursuits. And I'm here to say, before I let Scarlett get a word in edgewise, that y'all are going to know that this study in stand-up comedy, I think, is cultivating a spiritual gift the Lord has given <laughs> you, Scarlett. Because one of the things I loved as I was... Um, uh, dipping into your study was your sense of humor. And I think that can certainly be used to the glory of God. So I think that's like way cool. So Scarlett, Aww. thank you for being with us and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Leanne. <laughs> I want you to start by just um, sharing with us anything that is not covered in like that brief bio. Like tell us how old your girls are right now and what your family, like what's a normal day in the, in a crazy family life. Okay. Um, so I have the three girls, 10, eight, and six. Um, they're so much fun. They, um, are dressed like Disney princesses right now because we took them to Disneyland for the first time yesterday. It was like their first experience of any theme park or anything. So it was magical. They loved it. Um, my middle daughter, Joy, we adopted from China in 2017. And so she's just a little miracle, um, who I can talk about all day, but she uses sign language to communicate, but she can hear now. And that's just a long story, but, um, yeah, my, my, the bookend girls are biological. So we went to China Uh when my little one was turning two, she turned two in China and my oldest was five. And so, um, yeah, that's our family typical day. Uh, we kind of do a hybrid homeschool thing. Uh Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. a couple of days a week, they're um, in a classroom setting. And um, yeah, that's, that's our family. <laughs> that is great. So did everybody learn how to sign if your daughter speaks with sign language? So does the whole family know how to communicate with sign language? Yes. So we did, we, the 11 month process of the adoption, we learned sign language, oh, okay. not really knowing, you know, <clears throat> how, you know, what was going to happen. 
And it turned out her inner ear, she was born with a working inner ear, but no outer or middle ears. So it was like the sound just couldn't get in. So once we got her to Vanderbilt, we we used to live in Nashville. um, Uh The doctors, you know, gave her a hearing aid. And so now she can hear and understand English, which is amazing. And she can like, she tries to speak. You can understand a lot of what she tries to say. I love Um, that. But, you know, she does rely on sign language. But um, yeah, it's made us kind of lazy signers because we're she's so unique in that she can hear and understand and kind of talk. So, Uh you know. We, you know, there's settings like at the beach or the pool where she can't have her hearing aid on. And then mm-hmm. we're, we totally rely on it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, for the most part, you'll probably see me here on Zoom. Like, I don't even realize <laughs> I'm doing it, signing some of the words I'm saying. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, and that is a thing because, you know, when um, my grandchildren, I have a six year old granddaughter who still uses the sign mm. language for more when she gets excited, her hands just oh. do this. <laughs> and it's because her mom taught her that, you know, because children can sign before they can yep. um, so make cool. words, which is really a beautiful thing. And could segue into our conversation about prayer in that prayer is mm. not just about forming the words, it's about making the connection, right? Right. And doing that in a way, God has so many ways that he communicates with us, but your study is called anxious. And I know that you have like a story. I want you to share with us kind of how your ministry and anxiousness and uh, your other books are like afraid of all the things. (laughs) And he numbered the pores on my face. (laughs) (laughs) So share with us kind of the heartbeat of your ministry and what, um, what this Bible study is about. Okay. Well, um, yeah, the reason people have asked me, why do you talk about, like, why is that the thing you, you know, I've written multiple books on anxiety and it's because I cannot share my testimony without sharing what God has taught me, um, about how to fight through it with his word. Um, you know, it's such a huge part of my story, which is long. So how do I put it into a nutshell in a nutshell? Um, I always struggled with anxiety. I had a very strange upbringing. My mom was a celebrity actress. My dad, my biological dad was a fire eater. Um, so I grew up in stand-up comedy <laughs> clubs, which is, oh, you didn't know that. Wow. No, <laughs> I didn't know that part. That is interesting. <laughs> that part's in the, the mustard color, the afraid of all the things. That's more of like oh, a okay. memoir testimony. Um, anxious okay. is more of a actual Bible study. Um, okay. But yeah, it was a very colorful upbringing. And um, I was very confused because I was raised to believe the Bible was true, but I was seeing the world up close like from the wings you know stand-up comedy club Uh, wings is you you learn a lot (laughs) and so um wow so that was crazy and um I my big rebellion of like you know what I was seeing was I just really wanted to be a good girl and so I tried really hard Mm. to be good and perfect and I thought I could be even though I was memorizing you know (laughs) by grace you've been saved through faith like those were words that I was like, I better learn these words so that I can be a good girl instead of understanding mm. what they mean, which is I can't be a good girl. You know, my, my book that's coming out next year is called you're the worst person in the world because oh. it was like, I had, to, yeah, I mean, it's, it's supposed to be funny, but it's true that we have yeah. to recognize we are the chiefs of sinners. Um, and you know, we have to come before the Lord in humility in order to find freedom and have that peace and joy that that marks Mm -hmm. Christians, you know, the whole point of our faith is the gospel, which is that he was perfect. We cannot be perfect and we can rest in that. And it changes us to have a, like you said, to pray, to be in his word and pray and have a relationship with him. So 
anyway, I've always been writing because that was like the thing I loved since I was nine. I wanted to be a writer. And when mm-hmm. God started changing my life, it's not like I decided I'm going to have this ministry to help people be peaceful. It was just like, I'd always been writing. And now I actually had mm-hmm. something to share because God was teaching me how to pursue this peace that he offers us. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it, how it all started really. And, mm-hmm. um, and I keep talking about it, you know, I didn't time anxious to be 2020. Like that was yeah. just like, I've always been fighting. So I'm just like fighting wow. my fears. So like, I'm so grateful that there's more people now who understand or who are, I'm not grateful that they're experiencing it, but I'm grateful that mm-hmm. it's a timely thing for right now because right. it is the thing that I've been battling my whole life. So. Wow. There you well, go. <laughs> and what I think is beautiful about that Scarlet is that God, one of the things that continues to resonate in me during these crazy times is that even though they seem chaotic and like we're all just trying to navigate the chaos of it, God knew that we would be here in the roles that we're in with the gifts that he's given us with the plat- whatever platforms we have for such a time as this. And so mm-hmm. even though you've been experiencing it all your life, it's not by accident. Like it's the perfect timing of God for your voice yeah. to have a platform to express because so many other people and for the people that are um, going through this struggle with anxiety, I don't know that um, what, well, yeah, the increase in all the crazy going on can absolutely mm-hmm. trigger anxiety, but in some ways it's really just shining light on what is there and that's hidden because that's what surfaces. And so it's really a wonderful thing if, and I guess we're speaking specifically to the kind of the women that would be taking this study. It's a great thing and a great opportunity for you when you're dealing with this to, to go ahead and bring it to the surface and participate in something like this. And let's talk about that a little bit, like um, in your experience with being a part of the church, tell me how you feel about, you know, dealing with anxiety and being in the context of the Christian community, like the relationship of that. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, it's, so what was hard for me when I was growing up and anxiety wasn't talked about, it was, you know, I, I didn't know that that's, mm-hmm. I just was living it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and I think that, and this really wasn't something that was told to me or that someone at a church did wrong. I just, again, it was like, I was interpreting <clears throat> what I was learning about God, um, with my inexperience and just, I think my natural wiring for being panicked. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I was mm-hmm. believing the opposite of the gospel, which was I had better be perfect to be loved by God, which is the opposite of the gospel. Mm. Um, and I mm-hmm. really, I can't blame the church for that. Like I, but I will say I did not, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't so here. Okay. Let me say it this way. Something that really changed for me. And I mentioned this in the Bible study and I mentioned it in afraid of all the things was this sermon that I heard from mm-hmm. Tim Keller. Um, and it wasn't, called anxiety. It wasn't specifically on anxiety. It was called the wounded spirit and it's a podcast. You can search it. It's fantastic. And he's Mm. talking about like, what caused, like, why are we so messed up? And my assumption as like a growing up in the church believer was like, I must just be more messed up than everybody else. Because like my Mm. grandma Marlene, who's in heaven now worshiping Jesus, um, she 
had this joy and peace. And I saw that. And there were other, so many other believers in my life that I saw have that. And I'm like, why don't I have that? What's wrong with me? And in the sermon I'm talking about, Keller talks about biblically, like looking at the Bible, all these different reasons that you might be, be wounded, or I'll say anxious. Mm -hmm. That's what I took it for. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, it's like in Proverbs when it says the wicked flee, though no one pursues, like if that's the, if you are anxious because you're like doing something, you know, is sinful or wrong, then taking a Mm -hmm. pill is not going to help you praying for five minutes longer is not going to help you. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I think there's this assumption, which I think has probably gotten so much better in the church because people are talking about mental health stuff. Um, but I think, you know, some people assume like that there's the stigma and I'm sure there is in a lot of places like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, you just must not trust God if you are anxious. And I, that is a reason you could be anxious. That is definitely a reason, but it's not the only reason, you know? So I I do think, like you said, this time we're living in has shined a light on something. I think everyone, even if you're not quote anxious, Mm -hmm. everyone knows what it's like to question God, like, God, how could you let this happen? You know, that is a form of anxiety, not trusting him. And then there's the physical, which is so real brain chemical imbalance, um, thyroid. I had my thyroid out in 2019 anxiety, Mm -hmm. depression, like that is so tied Mm -hmm. to that. Um, so yeah, that sermon really helped me see it as more of a, this is like physical. This can be related to sin. This can be related to faith. It's a complicated thing. And that's Mm -hmm. what Tim Keller said is he said, what's the biblical answer for this? Well, it's complicated. Like that's the biblical answer. Uh, And that was so comforting to me. Uh, And so, uh, you know, I think all churches are different. I think the church as a whole is doing such a good job of, mm -hmm. um, you know, giving people, you know, the freedom to live in the light and say, this is what I struggle with. Cause that's what we're, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we're meant to do is to share our struggles with other believers and encourage one another. And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a long answer, but that's, those are my, no, my that's thoughts. That's a on great that. answer. And that's a, that is a wonderful thing. And I love that it's, it's complicated because that's so much better than we well, just need to pray more. Right. And I have to tell you, and this is from just my perspective of picking up your book and, you know, looking in it and you share a little bit about how your mind just runs 90 to nothing, you know, like you're, <laughs> you're sitting and then you have this thought and this thought, and then what if this, and what mm-hmm. if this, and then all those mm-hmm. different scripts going on. And, um, I realized that I'm not, I don't have exactly that tendency, you know, to do that. <laughs> and, um, I thought, wow, that's a thing. Like if I did do that, <laughs> I, it would be like, that would be like run away from me. But the other thing that came to my mind is one time I was, <laughs> I could see that. Well, and that we're all different. And that right. I think is what we need to recognize and realize that everybody approaches things differently. And even as you were sharing that, I was thinking about again, my six-year-old granddaughter that does the, mm. the signing with her hands. She, um, she asked me the other day, we were reading a book about how Jesus is the door. It's kind of like Jesus is the key. You know, he's the only way mm-hmm. to heaven. It was like a little children's book like that. And she said, so um, is it okay that does he still, will he still let me in heaven if I love my electronics? And mm-hmm. like, she, the only way I could figure out why her head, but I was, and I was thinking, why would she even have that thought? But right. see, that's what's going on inside her mind. I was glad it came out of her mouth. And I mm-hmm. thought that could lead to some kinds of anxious thoughts. Cause you're thinking, yeah. well, here's the truth, but what about this? And you right. have to match it up and see, she was already, she's already dealing with that thing you were dealing with. I have to be mm-hmm. good. 
Like I'm right. hearing the gospel, but I have to be good because right. I know he probably, even though, I mean, how Jesus feels about electronics I, might be, you know, moderation is the best thing. I don't know how Jesus necessarily <laughs> feels totally. I think we all have to decide that for our children, but mm. it was just kind of thinking about that and how that progresses and maybe even how we as parents and grandparents can um, be aware you know, that these conversations can be going on in the heads of our kids even. And right. now, have you seen that in your, in your girls? Do either of them, you feel like, oh, I get what's going on in your head. Cause I, you know, you can identify with that. Yes. A million percent. Yes. Um, okay. I'm always very careful in how I talk about their struggles because it's, it's their thing, you know? Yeah, right, um, right. But right. I have, I do have permission to be vague and I have, so I have three daughters and, you know, they all have their own uh, wiring and one of them in particular major big time struggles the way I did when I was little. And just like mm -hmm. you said, it's like, you don't know what's going on in someone's head. And when I was little, like my mom read the Bible to me, she read Joshua one, eight and nine, you know, do not be afraid. Mm -hmm. you know, Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. And it was like the things I was thinking, I wasn't saying because they were just happening, you know, <laughs> the wheels were turning right. and I was interpreting things the way I was. And a lot of the fears I had, I didn't share. And looking back, it's like some of the things I was so afraid of. If I had just said them out loud to my mom, she would have comforted me, but I didn't, you know, okay. um, uh -huh. I don't know, but yeah, I, I have a, one of my daughters who big time struggles and it used to be this, I just remember when she was younger and I was talking to a friend and I was so upset and I was like, I gave her this problem. She sees me struggle. This is why oh. she struggles. And I felt so guilty about it. And then my friend was so wonderful and comforting. And she said, Scarlett, look at it this way. Like we're all flawed, right? <laughs> what a gift it is that mm -hmm. you can so empathize and identify with the struggle and show her mm. how you fight with God's word. Like you can come alongside her and bring her into the battle that you have you know I mean I can't hide we mm -hmm. can't hide our weakness from our children and if we do I think it does them a disservice because they might grow mm -hmm. up thinking I have to be as good as you know I think that apologizing and admitting wrongs and repenting showing your kids what it looks like to repent and turn from sin is so important so um yeah, my friend Katie, who said that to me, it was such a comfort and my mind kind of switched gears. And I was like, okay, instead of beating myself up over, you know, it, the truth, it is true. I'm sure mm -hmm. that a lot of my failures have, and the way I live, has, yeah. you know, but, mm. you know, remembering it's not my job to be perfect. It's my job to point right. my children who are also imperfect to the hope of the world. And so, um, That's good. yeah, we, good. so I'm really happy that we've got a, is it over there? It's actually, <laughs> I have my, my zoom propped up on the teen girl version. So I have that there's an anxious oh. teen girl version and it's basically oh. the same as the, yeah. as the women's Adult version. version. Yeah. Basically the same, but you know, instead of like talk to a counselor, it's like talk to a parent, you know, it's just tailored oh, to good. teen girl. So I'm really yeah. excited about that because I think so many, um, you know, families right. deal with this with their children. And, um, yeah, so I've found a lot of comfort in that. And, you know, we just, I show her, I help her and we pray and we do the things and we fight through uh -huh. it. And, you know, it's hard. <laughs> Life is hard. No, that's right. It's complicated, but I yeah. love that. And I'm so glad you have a teen girl version of this too. What is the age range really the target for that audience for your teen mm. version of your study? 
Good question. I think I would say 13 to 18 okay. or okay. maybe younger. I mean, uh-huh. older teen. I mean, they could do, my oldest could do the women's version, right. but the teen one is just, you know, even the look of it is a little more yeah. young and it's just certain, certain stories that like teenage girls wouldn't care about. Like when I'm talking about a miscarriage, right. like, you know, identify with. there's a different story there right. that would be more on their level in the teen version. So yes. Right. Yeah. That's good. That's good to know. Well, I want to talk about, you have a whole chapter in this Bible study on um, prayer. And uh, let me look, let me see real quick what you titled, what the title of it. It's like session number six, oh, anxious prayer. And in that, I, I would love for us to talk about that a little bit. I love, um, anyway, this conversation of, oh, no, what I wanted to say, let me find it. Anxious Esther, <laughs> anxious prayer. Here we go. I love, love <laughs> what you were talking because this is so funny and I think every, probably our listeners can really um they can they can all we can all know times when we've done this with words like I used to think that the blessing God is good God is great let's thank you for our food I thought it was about lettuce like lettuce because <laughs> let's thank you for our food. so um <laughs> yeah so here you were sharing that your grandma would sing a hymn I'm so happy, and here's the reason why Jesus took my burdens all away. Now I'm singing as the days go by, Jesus took my burdens all away. And you were telling how you got so confused because Jesus took my bird and saw away, which I think was hilarious. Jesus took my <laughs> bird and saw away. And you're probably thinking, that's great, but I don't understand why we're thinking about that. <laughs> So that's kind of how you open up and begin to talk about um, anxiety and anxious prayer. So just share with us a little bit about what you've shared with us in that particular chapter of your study. Good question. I don't remember. No, I'm just kidding. Um, let me think. I'm trying to yeah, remember I know. I, why I, I shared that story. No, I, oh, yeah. man, my grandma Marlene was so amazing. She just passed away. I mean, a couple of oh. weeks ago. So that's very oh, fresh. I'm sorry. I know. I know yeah. she was 88 and she was just, oh, oh I mean, amazing. Oh. Um, she, yeah. So she's one of those ones, the one I just mentioned who I just grew up seeing her with this peace and joy that mm-hmm. I wanted so badly. And she is, was singing all the time and she would sing things like that. Jesus took my burdens all away and I misunderstood. And I think I used that story uh-huh. as an example of like, we can just interpret every, I mean, you know, our, our lens of fear or whatever distraction we bring with us, you know, I didn't even see that she mm-hmm. was not only living, but telling me the key all, you know, throughout my whole childhood as were so many other people. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. I, I'll just, I'll say this quick story before I get into it. One of my favorite prayer moments, and I don't think I wrote about this, but I was with my grandma um, back when her mind was still sharp and we were all praying together as a family holding hands. And she, her prayer was, Lord, help us to have joy and peace because that's our testimony. And Mm -hmm. I just thought how powerful at the time she was probably like 85, 86, her whole life was, she was home. And she'd see the mailman sometimes like that was it. Like she didn't even, I don't think she was doing her own grocery shopping. Like she barely saw any other humans, but she was Mm -hmm. still praying. Let me get, you know, let me have joy and peace because that's my testimony. Like that is what shows that I have Jesus, you know, it's a result of being with Jesus. And so 
the thing with prayer is like you said earlier, it's like, oh, it's so sad if anyone ever feels like there's a, a believer who's like, are you anxious? Well, just pray more. Like you're, yeah. you're not doing it right. But the thing about prayer is, yeah, it, everything is complicated. Our anxiety is complicated, but prayer is so amazing because it's, we get to, like you said, we are communicating with the one who created us, who is perfect, who loves us, who's sovereign, sovereign, who is over everything. Mm -hmm. And when we talk to him and pray specific things, things, we get to see things change. And like that assurance (laughs) of like, wow, God is involved. He's not just this thing that quote, good people, you know, devote their lives to. He's a real friend and savior. And I can talk to him and I can see him work in my Mm -hmm. life and in the lives of other people. Um, I mean, it's just the most incredible thing when you get to experience it. So, um, you know, that session, Mm -hmm. so there's a bunch of sessions in the Bible study and, you know, the first few sessions are looking at different people in the Bible and things they struggled with and their failures and their fear and their faith and what we can learn from that. But the last few are just practical, like how do we fight? And so there's one on community, there's one on um, Bible reading and there's one on prayer. And so, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I also, in that section, write about, when I was young and I was on a church, I was like 19, a church secretary and we had staff prayer and my, the whole time mm-hmm. when it's leading up to my turn to pray out loud, I'm thinking, Lord, please help me just say something that makes everyone go. Mm, yes, Lord. Like <laughs> my whole focus on <laughs> prayer was not like we are serving a church. Who can I, who can I pray for? What can God do in the lives of these people? My whole thought was what are people in this room going to think about my goodness. Like, like, like that was yeah, how I viewed yeah, prayer yeah. as a 19 year old. <laughs> and so I hope that that right. section just helps help all of us get out of our own heads and stop um, looking at ourselves yeah. and our images so much. Yes. And just instead look at the powerful God who answers prayer, who we can go to, you know, it's like when someone's dealing with a really horrible thing and you say, I'll pray for you. And, you know, you might feel like, well, what does that, what does that do? It's just a thing people say, but it is like the best yeah. thing you can do for someone is to pray for them, to come before right. the Lord. If, you know, if we believe what we say, we believe, then we believe we're bringing this problem that is mm-hmm. unfixable to the God who can do anything. So, um, love it. yeah, that's that section. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you also taught some, I love, I love, love, love that. And I want to, well, I want to say this and I hope I don't forget my other thought, but, um, you know, I see sometimes on social media when people are, you know, I'm praying for you. And then some people say, well, I'm sending good vibes your way or positive <laughs> thoughts your way. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I mean, I don't because, you know, we have to be careful. But I'm like, what? Wicked is positive thoughts my way. I mean, you know, you <laughs> can think positive things, but that's not yeah. going to make my life better. But I absolutely love that when we're praying, we are doing exactly what you said. We're bringing we who have nothing to the God who has everything. We who, yes know nothing to the God who knows it all and Hmm. and he's so eager like when we understand how how much he loves us we can rest in that and one of the conversations you had in the chapter about prayer had to do with humility and Mm -hmm. I, I totally resonated with that because I think that the more we understand how little we genuinely have and how much God like sometimes I'm amazed at how mean I can be. Like it comes out of me and I think, oh my word. That, oh, like man. I would not have that person. And you know, because yeah. in my mind, I'm so nice. And right. but God already knows. Like he knows mm. things about me that I don't know. And he certainly mm. recognizes my limitations more than 
I do. And I sometimes think that the times that I get anxious is when I'm thinking too much about what's my job and too little about what God already knows that he can do. And that might've been why that your discussion of humility as related to prayer just really resonated with me so much. Cause I thought, yes, mm. I think that I, I trust God more when I recognize that he is the only one, like he mm. is the one to trust, not me. Like who, who am I? What do I have? What do I have to offer? I got nothing. I got nothing. That's so good. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Oh, it is. That's how it is. Mm. So you also talked, um, your other, you were talking about prayer and community and you did a good conversation about community. And, um, so my question is when people suffer from anxiety or depression, how might the church and the Christian community do a better job of helping them? That's a great question. <clears throat> um, you know, I talk, I mean, I don't talk about this in detail, but in the beginning of the study, like the introduction, I talk about how um, I've been on and off of anxiety medicine throughout my adult life. And that is something I used to be so embarrassed about and ashamed of. And I thought, well, this means I'm weak, which yeah, I, yeah, I am weak, <laughs> but you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be strong and I wanted, like I said, I just always wanted to be good and like the best mm -hmm. of whatever it was, mm -hmm. whether it was faith or school or work or whatever it was. Um, and you know, the way that we were part of a church in Nashville and it was so life-changing for my husband and I both, because as a 20 something who was taking medicine because I couldn't stop hyperventilating and I was like, like feeling like I was going to pass out. And I thought, okay, I'm praying and reading my Bible. I know mm -hmm. the truth, but my physical, like for me, it's always been very physical. And the times I've gone on medication for brain chemicals has been when I am like, okay, I can't swallow like stuff, you know, it's like my body, very right. Um, uh -huh. But I was so embarrassed and ashamed of that. So I didn't tell people. And I remember being in a small group setting with people from our church. And I just, I forgot what the conversation was, but like our, our former pastor, he did a really good job of like encouraging people to, you know, don't put on this perfect Christian facade. When you are in a small group, with someone and you know you have trusted believers who are also pursuing the lord like you are you need to bring your struggles into the light don't hide them and pretend you have mm -hmm. it all together when you're together bring your struggles and pray for each other and so i remember feeling like okay i think i'm supposed to share this and to me it was like this horrible embarrassing thing yeah. and then i shared it and it was like nobody flinched and it was like <laughs> i was so surprised that nobody was surprised and it yeah. was so comforting and then of course you know, somebody sharing mm -hmm. sets off a chain reaction of other people feeling safe to share what they struggle with. And I think, you know, it can definitely be done poorly where people are just venting and being negative and then, okay, we'll pray for each other. Goodbye. Instead yeah. of comforting and encouraging and using God's word to mm -hmm. remind each other what's true. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was just such a thing for me. And I realized, oh, like I don't have to hide, you know, mm -hmm. not that I should greet you know, every cashier and mailman by telling them all my deepest, darkest problems, but like, you know, mm -hmm. there is power and it's in God's word. You know, he tells us to live in the light, to confess our sins to one another mm. um, and find mercy. And so not just sins, but, you know, you know, any kind of struggle, I think it's so important to answer your question for the church yeah. to just be a place where people feel safe to mm -hmm. say the stuff that 
as my former pastor used to say, is like below the line of shame. Like, you know, we all have like what we're comfortable sharing. Like, oh, 20 years ago, the Lord did this in my life. But like, what is happening right now? And how can we pray as a body? And um, I think that is just so huge. And it's also like such a, for the one who might be struggling because they are being disobedient by not living in the light or hiding sin. Like that Mm -hmm. is a healing thing in itself. When you bring sin into the light or struggle into the light, it, there's so much power in that, you know? I love that. Um, So yeah. Yeah. That's good. You know, what comes to my mind is when Jesus confronted the women at the well Mm -hmm. and he just like penetrated her darkness like he confronted it when he said yeah "Yeah, the man you're living with is not your husband you've had all these others and he's not your husband Mm -hmm. and so like he just immediately went below that line (laughs) right and taught and the result of that was freedom in her because she Mm -hmm. was like this guy already knows and he and yet he loves and accepts me and, right. and already was like breaking cultural norm even to be having conversation with her and that's yeah. that's like a great I believe biblical illustration of exactly what you're talking about can happen when we yeah. will allow ourselves to do that and just it being in a safe and a and a um an encouraging place where where it, it is good and I really do believe that um that sometimes it has been not on purpose, but there's like a tradition or a thought that if you're spiritual enough, you're not going to have, you know, these kinds of problems. But now we know so much more even about mental health and just the way some people's um, chemical balances are and and how much, even what we eat affects what we're thinking and feeling (laughs) and all of that, because like it or not, we are we are living in these physical bodies that are going to respond to stimulus that's around us and in the world. And so it's just a, it's a good thing. It's a healthy thing. And I really, I really am grateful that you have got these books out here and that this particular study is out. And so guys, um, my listeners, it's called Anxious and Fighting Mm -hmm. Anxiety with the Word of God. This is published by Lifeway. I'm sure you can get it anywhere books are sold. And um, there is, it's a video driven, Scarlett, like there's videos that go along with, yes. So this is so exciting. It's the the first one they've ever um, oh, sorry. Are we on a delay? Oh no, I think we're good. (laughs) Okay. Um, no, you're good. You're good. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, this is the first Bible study Lifeways ever put out that if you buy a book, you get a code and you can just watch the videos from your TV or wherever. It's very easy. It just gives every book has its own redeem code. So like, let's say, you know, a small, I think it's so great. Cause like if a small group's doing it together in the past, they'd have to buy a DVD. And if you miss that session, then you missed it. But now, mm-hmm. you know, everybody who has a book has video act their own video access. So if you miss a session, Sorry, Sorry, that was my doorbell. So if you miss, if you miss a session, then you can catch up at home. So yeah, there's eight videos for the eight sessions, 10 to 15 Good. minutes. And um, it's me with all my awkwardness edited out. Awesome. <laughs> Praise um, the Lord. Yeah, I wish we could do that every day of our lives. I know. <laughs> Edit out my awkwardness. Please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, that is so good. Well, I, oh, and I think I I'll mention, this, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the teen one is a little bit different in that. I think there's, it tells you in the back of the book, how to get access to the videos, but it, it's not individual codes for that one, but for the women one, it is. 
Okay. Okay. Very good. <laughs> well, I think that's way cool. And I would still encourage people and, and it would be great. You could do it in your own personal quiet time, do this by yourself, but it'd be really great to get a couple of friends and do it together because of the community component of that. Definitely. And, the, and it feels like just the part that I was able to, to look at and review that that's been really significant in your life is the community that you've had with other women and with um, people in the church as well. So as we wrap this up, Scarlett, thank you. Thank you for um, just sharing with us so transparently, but um, give us a verse that has been just a real go-to Bible verse for you in dealing with anxiety and allowing the word of God to penetrate that darkness. Okay. Let me pick one. I'm looking, I have my favorite fear fighting verses listed in the back for people to tape all over their oh, houses. Right here. Um, and okay. also, yeah, it's on favorite page 186. Favorite fear fighting verses. I love it. Scarlett's favorite fear fighting verses. Um, and you know, actually Lifeway <laughs> Women also made scripture cards of these verses that I sent them that are my favorites. So you can like, oh, I think they're free good. and you can just download them and okay. yeah, look that up on Lifeway Women. But um, okay. okay, let me I pick one. I will look those up so that I can add those to the show notes. So the free scripture okay. cards, I'll put a link in for that. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. One of my favorites would probably be, is this even on here? <laughs> the one in my brain, I don't think I listed here. Well, I'm just going to say it. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Isaiah 43, 1. That's one of my favorites. Okay. That's not on here. That's a, that's oh, a bonus. <laughs> that um, makes me happy because we got a bonus one. We got Isaiah a bonus one. Isaiah 43, 1, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, you know, I love it. have I not commanded you? I already listed this one. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1, 9. And that one's special mm -hmm. to me because that's the one my mom would read to me. And I would be like, oh no, God's commanded me to be brave and I'm not. But that's not, yeah. what, <laughs> that's not what he's saying. He's saying, I'm with you. So you don't have to be afraid. And so that one is special mm. to me now that I understand it. <laughs> wow. And that really, Scarlett, is such a, like we kind of stepped on there and we'll wrap up there because even the way we hear God's word can be filtered through our whatever it is that we're bringing, you know? Yeah. And so when you bring that sense of, I have to be perfect to the table, then when you hear God's word, it sounds demanding yes. or <laughs> oppressive even in a way. Yes. But when you recognize that the whole point is God already knows our weakness and he, even he knows that struggle. And so right. what he's saying is I'm with you. I love right. you. I'm for you. Right. I love that. that is so, so very Aww. good. Leanne, you're so <laughs> well, wonderful. I've you, loved Scarlett, it. Would you mind praying? Oh, I would love to pray. Yes, pray okay. for us and our listeners. <clears throat> okay. Um, Jesus, thank you so much for Leanne and this ministry that she has. Thank you that we can just be two strangers who have you in common and we can just talk about how wonderful you are like this. Um, you are so good. Thank you that we can come before you with our weakness and our sin and our problems. Thank you um, for being perfect in our place. Thank you for this community of listeners that Leanne speaks to. Um, I just pray for the burdens that they are carrying as they listen to this. Um, I pray <laughs> what Grandma Marlene um, used to sing and is living right now um, as she worships you around the throne. Um, you've taken our burdens all away. And so we can have joy and peace. I pray that whatever we're burdened with today, 
that you would help us to humble ourselves and trust you with, with it because you are so powerful and you're over everything and you love us. So um, what a gift and thank you. We love you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Scarlett, so much for being with us today. Thank you, Leanne. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Prayer Clinic Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, take a minute to give us a rating, subscribe if you haven't already, and please share this with a friend. There's no doubt that you know someone who could use the encouragement that we've shared today. I'm Leanne McCoy, founder of the Prayer Clinic Ministry, and I'm on a mission to mobilize our churches to pray. Don't forget that when we work, we work, but when we pray, God works. Check out the show notes for today's episode to um, get access to any of the links connected to our guest or uh, connected with the Prayer Clinic Ministry. I look forward to being with you next time. Keep on praying, my praying people.